Welcome to This Is Life with Sean Johnson. It definitely feels good uh, to be back in the saddle on some sort of regularly scheduled uh, podcast. I don't know. Maybe we'd have to take a few months off. I don't know exactly. This year's been bonkers. So thanks for all of you guys who are still listening. Uh, hopefully you're liking the show, sharing the show. Uh, I just was looking, I think we're, this, this is episode like 43. So honestly, I'm pretty happy with that. I know that we, again, we've missed a lot of weeks and uh, it's been up and down since the beginning of the year. But uh, again, thank you guys for hanging with me and uh, make sure you go and like and review the show on iTunes. If you can, that'd be really, really helpful. Uh, I do try and check the emails to the show as well as our Twitter at this is life pod uh, at gmail.com, or you can go to the Twitter at this is life pod. And you know, I'd love to hear from you guys and definitely feel free to email me anytime. If you have ideas for the show, maybe you have a story. We haven't done an interview for a while about just, again, this is life just about somebody's experience. Good, bad, ugly. Just, I think everybody, one of the major features of the show is that everybody has a story. Uh, I believe that every single person, uh, whether they be the most wonderful, loving, kind, wonder, you know, great person or the evilest person, everybody has a story. And everybody, I believe, has somebody who can contribute to one another. I think that's one of the things that makes us absolutely beautiful, unique as humans, is that all of us can just gain and learn so much from each other is if we just listen and get to know one another and just try and find ways to um, just... just 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 be more human, be more of a human to each other, right? I mean, one of the things that separates us, the main thing that separates us from the rest of the animal kingdom is the fact that we interact, we have social interaction, that we are able to conversate and think and um, relate and have compassion for one another and 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 just learn from each other and and we can do those so so with so many opportunities to do so you know i i still find it just boggles my mind how society we can have hundreds and millions of ways that we can communicate now but yet it seems like in a lot of ways we are like communicating less <laughs> you know it's all becoming about self-interest rather than of interest of other people and honestly that's the most beautiful thing about being a christian is that we because we're mindful of other people more than ourselves we can gain so much more information and, and so much more love and compassion by having empathy towards other people and, and we can put ourselves in their shoes and it really takes away the pride of our own selves and that's the whole point of being a christian is to crucify ourselves and our flesh daily to not love our life here on this earth but to rather give our of ourselves so that others may benefit just like jesus jesus Give us the example, which is why I would last week I was harping on all of us about the masks. You know, it's a, what a simple, easy way for us to show our Christian love. But yet a lot of Christians don't even want to do that. And that just drives me bonkers. But yeah, they want to claim Christian. They want to go to church on Sunday and raise their hands and praise and worship. But yet they can't even be bothered to simply wear a mask to, to help save somebody else's body and soul and Whatever. Anyway, we're not talking about masks today. In fact, we're going to stay away from the whole COVID issue altogether. I don't really feel like talking about that today. I think it would be really fun. Uh, we haven't done it in about 13 episodes or whatever, uh, where we do just a random question generator, where you as the audience just get to know a little bit more about me. Uh, There's just kind of twofold. Yes, I mean, it is kind of weird. I'll be honest. Uh, you know, 
for when you when you're doing a podcast, you know, you want to make sure that it's actually something people want to listen to. And uh, it's a little bit weird for me to think that anybody would have interest in knowing more about me, but at the same time you're tuning in. So that tells me that you at least have a small interest. And at the very least, you know, hopefully it gives me an opportunity just to talk and to share my heart with, with you. And that, that's really all I want to do is just kind of get to know you, get you get to know me. And we have an opportunity just to um, expand our circle, if you will. Uh, also, these random questions that uh, if you have, if you if you weren't here last time, or haven't heard that. Basically, what I do is a website I go to. It's literally called Random Question Generator, and I just push a button, and it brings up a question that I've never seen or heard before. I push that button, and I answer it right here on the spot during the podcast, just live to tape. Uh, whatever the question is, I will answer it. I mean, unless it's absolutely crazy, ridiculous, or I don't have an answer for it. But most of the times I can at least come up with something. I, uh, I have no problem talking. And so <laughs> my friends always tell me that, like, Sean, you always have something to talk about. You know, something, something, there's never something you have to worry about is finding something to talk about. And so I figured, you know, this would be an awesome opportunity for me to answer these questions for you. But also you can in turn take these questions and ask other people the same things and even ask yourself, maybe put them in and interject them in conversations with people, uh, with new people that you may have met. I understand with Corona, it's a little bit difficult. You know, we're not as, um, you know, we have to be real careful about whom we go around and all the public and everything like that. But you still interact with people. You still, you know, if you're at the grocery store, even though you may be wearing masks, it's, it's okay to still talk to someone, somebody else, you know, and still get to know somebody else. I mean, uh, we, we I, God forbid, you know, that in the, all, in the midst of all this, we lose even more of our humanity, right? So anyway, without any further ado, let's head on over to, I need a rant. I need, I need to find some sort of soundtrack for this next time. Some sort of uh sounder for the random question generator. Like a do, 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 do. Meanwhile, I'll just make up my own sound effects, I guess. All right, here we go. Pushing the button now. Do, 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 do. I don't know if I'm going to do that. We'll, we'll see. That seems kind of silly. Okay. Doki. What was the last movie you watched? How was it? The last movie I watched was Greyhound with Tom Hanks, and it was absolutely amazing. Uh, if you have access to Apple TV, it may be in other places too, but go check it out, Greyhound. It's basically about World War II, and I'm kind of a big World War II buff anyway. Uh, anything to do with the 40s, um, the 40s and the 60s, for some reason, those two decades are like my my jam i mean if, if, if there's a a movie or music or uh, any sort of time you know uh, that i want to go relive and look at it's well, those two times well anyway uh so, so the story is about a uh captain of a ship who's in charge a military ship in charge of uh, going across the Atlantic from uh, the from America to Germany or to the you know to the to the European front, and his job is to escort other ships that are carrying goods, services, other soldiers. Uh, I mean, you're talking about his job is to save passage for uh, not only lots of money but lots of you know important things that are needed for the war, and it's, you know so you're talking about pretty heavy so. It's this captain, it's the first time he's ever done this, and he has to lead a ship uh, that is filled with submarines and other German ships and everything else. 
Uh, and it's just a very intense movie. It, it's uh, not for the faint of heart. There's definitely some intense scenes uh, that are really will jerk you, will get your attention. Uh, I don't remember being real bloody, but I definitely remember it being pretty violent. So just keep that in mind before you go into watching it. Uh, but Tom Hanks, uh, you know, I've, I've heard it said, uh, you know, nobody wants to get on a plane or a boat with Tom Hanks. And this movie continues that trend. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I highly recommend it. Greyhound with Tom Hanks. Uh, it's, a sh- it's a shame that it did not get to go into the movie theaters. Uh, it was a big, big, big production uh, that belonged in the movie theater. Maybe one day it will be able to go to the booth, back to the movie. By the way, if you're like me and you love movie theaters, uh, go to hashtag save the screen on Twitter, or I think there's, you can even Google that hashtag save the screen. And there's actually petitions going around to uh, help uh, our nation's theaters. You know, what's really interesting, just on a side note here is during the great depression, that was really the right after that was the golden age of Hollywood because what happened was with the great depression happened, everybody didn't have any money and they were desperate for some sort of escape of their daily lives. Just some sort of, you know, an hour or so just to kind of put, you know, like a vacation. Everyone needs a little mental break. Right. Uh, And so the cinema became huge because it was an inexpensive way for people to go and clear their heads for a little bit. And then the Golden Age of Hollywood happened, 30s, 40s, 50s, and so on. And now you have movies like we have today, uh, where you have summer blockbusters and all the other crazy ways that we can watch movies. Uh, And the same thing happened in World War II. uh, During any kind of wartime, really, honestly, uh, those were just big booms for the the movie industry. Uh, But it's kind of difficult in the middle of a pandemic to have that same sort of uh, revival going on in the movie theater because you're sitting next to other people. You know, the whole point of going to a movie theater is to sit next to strangers and all be excited about the movie you're about to watch. Uh, there's, there's something about that experience. I love go. I used to love going on Friday nights to superhero movies or big blockbusters. Everybody was anticipating and excited to see it. And there's just nothing like going to a big time production that's filled to the brim with a bunch of people and everyone's there excited to see the same thing. It's just, it's just a cool buzz. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, you can't really do that obviously in a pandemic. And so the movie theaters are really hurting right now. Uh, and so if you are a movie buff like me, and you are interested in helping the movie theaters, uh, head on over to guys at Google hashtag save the screen. And that'll give you more information on that. So enough of that commercial. That's just something that popped in my head. So anyway, next question. If you inherited a private jet from a stranger, what would you do with it? If I inherited a private jet, so let me think about this. If a stranger gave me a private jet, I guess there's several options. I mean, I could sell it, but where I wouldn't know where to sell it to. <sighs> because the thing is, it didn't say anything about gas or a pilot or any of that. It just says, hey, they, they just gave you a jet. If I just inherited a private jet. So honestly, I I probably would have to sell it. I know that's like a lame answer, but I can't because th- honestly, I can't think of I sure. I'd love to be like, I'm going to fly to California. Or I'm gonna, you know, hop in my private jet. But I mean, um, if I don't, if I don't have the money to, for the maintenance and the gas and the pilot, um, I will just have 
a really big plane in my garage, right? I mean, and I, cause I, don't, I can't afford the hangar fee. I don't know how my wife would feel about me. Hey, babe, by the way, uh, yeah, I just went to a store and uh, the stranger gave me a jet. So can you hang out here in our front yard for a little bit? I mean, I don't know how that would react. So, yeah, I guess a, a, kind of a lame question, but at the same time, I, I, I've never thought about that. I've never thought about what it would be like if a stranger were to give me a private jet. So... Um, if you've always wanted to know what Sean would do if a stranger gave him a private jet, that's your answer. I know everyone out there, you've been dying for that question to be answered. Next question. What is the most disgusting habit some people have? Oh, goodness. Eating boogers. Yeah. That I, I don't, you don't really see it too much in adults. Thank God. But kids, I mean, let me tell you something. There's nothing will turn my stomach more. My wife's a preschool teacher, right? So I'm sure she sees it all the time. But like, the, the, they, the, uh, she taught, my wife calls it the dragon drop, you know, where the kids like literally has like this smooth motion that goes from the nose to the mouth, like bloop. Um, yeah, I'd have to say that, that or chewing nails. I mean, I, I, I guess I've, I mean, I've been, that's really disgusting. I mean, I've, I've just I've done that before too, but. Yeah, man, booger eating, that, that's probably the most disgusting habit that anybody could have. I just, oof, that just, that, that just really gets me. Ugh, okay, next question. Do, 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 do. Besides a raise or more vacation time, what's the best perk a company can offer employees? So besides a raise or besides more vacation time, uh, no, a pizza party. No, I'm just kidding. That was. It, it seems like no matter what, whether you're in, in school or at work, it seems like the bosses and the teachers, they don't, the best way they, they can think of having to reward is a pizza party. I remember I used to work at Best Buy. And if we hit our bonus, you know, if we hit our goals, then we would get a pizza party. And I'm like, what are we, like 12? But whatever. I mean, it, it was. I guess it was fun, better than, you know, Having to buy fire lunch, you're not making much money anyway. It's kind of you know always good to have a free lunch in that regard. Besides a raise or more vacation time, what's the best perk a company can offer employees? Say <sighs> so I want to say more time off, but that's the same thing as more vacation time. Um. Ah, I would say accommodations to like partnerships with other companies. Uh, I know like when I worked at Best Buy, that was one of the biggest things that they offered us was not only did we really get a really good discount at the store, uh, but also they would, you know, because they're a huge company, they could partner with, you know, uh, like, like, for example, we got a really good discount on our vehicle when we, we needed to trade in our vehicle. Um, you know, we keep vehicles for a really, really, really long time, which is something I've, I've, I've always done in my lifetime. I've only had three cars and I'm 41 years old. Uh, some people go through three cars in a year. Um, I literally have only had three vehicles in my entire life. Uh, and so I keep my cars for a really, really long time. Uh, but when it came time to get a new vehicle, uh, we were able to use a corporate discount from Best Buy. Now I understand not, not everybody can do that, but just off the top of my head, that's, that's, that's the first thing I can think of. So that's a bad answer. Sorry. It's the best I got. Again, that's what you get for just pushing random questions. All right. Why did you decide to do the work you are doing now? Did I see sometimes I wonder if I decided it or God decided it. Uh, for those of you who don't know, 
Um, my main job during the week is I have actually several hats. I mean, I've done a lot of things. I've pastored a church, which I did for a lot for about. Gosh, I was the senior pastor for 2005 to 2013, 2000. So, yeah, so it was about eight, nine years, almost almost 10 years um, that I was pastor there. Man, actually, it might have been 2015. Yeah, 2015. So uh, 10 years. Wow. So I, I was senior pastor for a church for about 10 years. Before that, I was the ministry. Before that, uh, uh, I was the youth pastor. Before that, for about five years. Um, and then my dad moved down to Dallas and I took over his senior pastor position here at the church of Topeka. Um, but for those of you who don't know, uh, my main job, what I do during the week is I'm an operations manager for my dad's Bible prophecy ministry called the prophecy club. Uh, and some of you, I know I've, I've gotten weird emails saying, Hey, I really like your show. You know, this is life. And I'm like, How'd you hear about it? I guess, how do you know about it? But it's fine. I, I'm grateful that you're listening. And so if you're from the Prophecy Club, hello, I appreciate you guys listening. And I understand that I know that I have different viewpoints from my father. Um, that's okay. He knows about them. <laughs> okay. He knows that him and I disagree on a lot of things. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we don't see it as an, as a bad thing. We see it as a good thing because it helps us to, you know, uh, just to have conversations and, you know, go back and forth on certain topics. Um, you know, where I, where he is Bible prophecy minded and, you know, law, I'm more grace and for gospel minded, you know, and that's okay. It's good to have both sides of those coins and we work well together. Uh, but I just kind of been had, it just kind of happened. And, and the cool thing about working for the ministry is, especially being the operation manager is I'm able to do a large amount of things uh, every single day that I would not have an opportunity to do otherwise. You know, I, I were, in other words, not only do I work with people on a daily basis, people call in and, you know, to the ministry or want to donate or order a DVD that we produce, whatever. Uh, but the majority of what I do is I do a lot of technical work, which is what I love. I love, you know, doing the production work, you know, on videos or for live events, uh, you know, I, audio production work, um, any kind you know, all the technical stuff that goes on with computers and graphic design and all those things. Um, you know, it's just kind of an awesome opportunity for me to be creative, uh, and to open up my just horizons to have that. I won't think I would have that another job. You know, I, uh, generally when you in a secular world, at least you're kind of on the train, you're kind of on, you know, on, on the boss's train, whatever he wants you to do, where I am able to right now, you know, for as long as God will let me do it, just have complete and open access to be free, to be creative and to work for the Lord. And, uh, I wouldn't trade that for nothing. I, again, I mean, I don't always agree and I don't always, it's not easy, you know, working for Bible prophecy ministry for a lot of different reasons and ways. But at the same time, I, I don't see myself working for Bible prophecy ministry as much as I see myself working for the Lord. And, uh, you know, as long as he'll let me do it, I'll keep doing it. Now on the side, the other thing I'd love to do again, you can hear me earlier. I loved the, you know, old stuff. Okay. I'm a big fan of nostalgia. I'm a big fan of things of the yesteryear. And so on the side projects, what I do is I convert old media, like old super eight and eight millimeter films, uh, old VHSs, um, you know, old uh, digital camera, digital 
tapes from the late 90s, early 2000s. Basically, if you have an older media pre-2005, even after that can do, but most people don't need it after 2005 because that's when cell phones around came around and everyone now has all their memories in their pocket. But before that, these kids are the things called tapes and reels. And, uh, you know, for example, back in the day in the Super 8, uh, eight millimeter era of the 60s, 70s, very early 80s, uh, you were basically limited to a reel that lasted about three minutes. It was a small reel, about three inch reel. And you use literally, it's only about three minutes. Uh, and you're talking, you had to be very, very mindful about what you were shooting today. We could just shoot whatever we want on our phones and delete it. If we didn't like it uh, back then though, you didn't know necessarily what you were shooting other than what you see through the viewfinder until you got it uh, print, printed, developed, and then were able to run it through a projector. And so when people hand me these tins, a lot of times of their old reels, it's just fascinating to see what was important to that person who was recording it. And uh, a lot of these people who have given these things, these are 30, 40 years old. Uh, they don't even know what's on them, you know, cause they were their parents or their grandparents. And so that's kind of fun for me. Uh, and, I, and I don't really know how I got into that other than just, I had, I, again, I learned through Bible prophecy ministry, how to do production work. And I wanted to expand that beyond just the ministry, but in fine ways to help other people. And I figured one of the best and easiest ways to do that is to convert media for people who are there thought they were long gone because they're in an attic or in their basement, they're collecting dust, they're doing whatever. Uh, and I give them an opportunity to revisit those memories and, uh, have a, um, you know, a, kind of a new life to them. All right, next question. I'm not going to do the sound effect now. I kind of feel like it's dumb. So just imagine if you miss the sound effect, just imagine I'm doing it. Okay. What, what do a lot of people have very strong opinions about, even though they know very little about it? Like ever a social media. I mean, for take your pick, <laughs> right? Uh, a question again, what do a lot of people have very strong opinions about, even though they know very little about it? I think just politics in general, honestly, I think that most people just stick with what they know, but, or what they think they know, but they really don't take the time to look at their point of view through other people's eyes. And so what happens is they kind of get into this vacuum, into this, you know, very small minded mindset of uh, what they believe is right. And no one can tell them different. And they may not know very much about it other than what they've been told. Uh, the other thing that drives me bonkers is people who just react again on social media or whatever to just headlines. They don't actually read the articles and I get it. I mean, people have to understand, surely you know by now that, that the news media is there for clicks. They're there for how many people can I draw to my website or how many people can I get to click on this so I get ad revenue. So they're going to, of course, make headlines, you know, uh, you know, trigger things in your brain to want to know more or to jump to conclusions, you know, or to, uh, twist things, you know, to make it sound more salacious than what it really, the article really is. And so, you know, you can't just judge, I kind of like don't judge a book by a cover. Don't just an article by its headline. In fact, a lot of times the headline has nothing to do with what the actual article says. Um, 
masks, of course, we talked about that last week. I think a lot of people have very strong opinions about it, but they really don't know uh, the coronavirus for that matter. I think a lot of people have their opinions about it. And I get it. I understand. You know, I had to be honest. We've told, been told a lot of different things. We've been told to wear masks, to not to wear masks. We've been told to socially distance for six feet. Some people say 10 feet. We've been told that we need to have school this fall. And we've also been told, no, no, no school until, until the vaccine comes. I mean, so I get it. You know, there's a lot of different opinions out there, but we got to just pick one and just, I guess, go for it and be flexible at the same time. I know that sounds terrible. See, even I just did it. Pick one, but also be flexible. I, I don't know. Uh, that's just the way, I guess, just the world we live in. All right, let's do one more and then we'll call it, we'll call it quits for today. What food is delicious, but a pain to eat? Hang on, I got to think about this. Some of you guys probably have it right off the bat. What food is delicious but a pain? Pineapple? I love pineapple, but man, it's a pain to get to. Mm, potatoes. The only reason why potatoes are a pain because they take forever to cook. I mean, you could do everything you want with potatoes. You can make mashed potatoes. You can make french fries. You can make, you know, whatever. I mean, uh, but it definitely takes a lot of cook. But what, is it? what food is delicious? But a pain to eat. Watermelon. Does it get it gets everywhere and all the seeds and everything? Alright. If you have some more ideas of what is a delicious food that's painful to eat, uh hit me up at this is life at gmail.com. This is lifepod at gmail.com and we'll talk about it. Guys, I hope it's been fun today. I know it's been short. Uh, I'm going to go and just cut out early a little bit here, about five minutes earlier than my normal, just because, um, you know, I want you guys to take these take these questions and uh, go have some fun with them. Uh, go out and just learn more about people. Learn what are disgusting habits that people hate or, you know, what are things that people uh, uh, pretend to be an expert about, but they really know little. I mean, golly, you come up with a whole bunch of things there. But the main thing is just to go out and just, just be be friendly. Meet new people. Find new ways to uh, just to, to interact with people and let them know that you really do care and do love for them and you want the best for them. That's all we really am asking is that we're able just to um, find ways to be more, you know, to find our humanity more. Now more than ever, it's very important that we keep that strong, that we keep relationship with people open, that we don't close ourselves off from other people, but yet we find we really open up ourselves uh, because right now society is all about inward thinking and we just can't afford that. We can't afford to um, just to, to close ourselves in. We got to find ways to open up ourselves and communicate, even if we're doing it through social distancing. So get creative, go out there, meet new people, love new people, and just have fun doing it. Until next time, God bless you guys. Aloha and mahalo.